This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. Actually, it's Andy Pate, party of choice. And welcome back to our number two with Rush to Reason. I am Andy Pate, filling in for John Rush, along with Luke Cashman. And on the line right now, we have somebody I've really wanted to talk to. Uh, his name is John Harpole, and he is with Mercator Energy. John, how are you doing today? Just fine, John. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Um, by the way, I'm Andy. I'm oh, Andy, Andy. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. My wife saw you speak at a conference and just couldn't couldn't say enough about you. She just said, my gosh, this guy just lit it up. So I want to ask you, first of all, about Mercator Energy, but then I want to ask you about Europe. Are you ready? Yes, far away. Okay, tell us about Mercator. So I've got a natural gas brokerage company located here in Littleton, Colorado. Uh, four employees, and we manage about 2% to 3% of the natural gas produced in the U.S. Wow. Um, I'm a native, third-generation native to Denver, grew up in, in uh, Congress Park, went to CU Boulder, and really wanted to work for an oil and gas company to stay so that I could stay in Colorado. So I first worked for an oil and gas company that was owned by General Electric. And in 1987, after being there about six years, I was put in charge with two other people for supplying natural gas to all the GE industrial facilities in the U.S. It was quite an experience. I was flying on average about 150,000 miles a year, really learning about the industrial base uh, throughout the United States, uh, supplying gas to those GE facilities. Okay. Wow. Very cool. Um, now, John, here's what I want to get to because this is, how, this is what's going to affect everybody who's listening right now. What's happening in Europe is coming here. I kind of think. And first, I just want to ask, what is happening in Europe with natural gas and energy? Well, they made um, some a series of mistakes. When I say they, the European Union did. Yep. Really led by Germany, setting now for maybe 18, 20 years. Um, specifically, they were, this a year ago, they were over-reliant on renewable energy. They closed too many of their coal plants, too many of their nuclear plants, and they really had an under-reliance on fossil fuels like natural gas. And for those fossil fuels that they did rely on, it was through a, you know, Gazprom, a, a Kremlin-owned company. Right. That um, obviously we all know now cut off their natural gas supply. But, hey, they should be okay. they got windmills. Well, and that, that's the part that's, you know, just so infuriating is that um, – Fundamentally, I don't think people understand the difference between 
natural energy, energy that you can turn on when you need it, you know, natural gas, coal, and nuclear, versus energy that we're all too often now relying on, and that's this, I mean, you would never, Andy, you'd never promise your daughter that she'd have perfect weather for her outdoor wedding, nor would you prom- promise your grandkids that you could go fly a kite next week. And so, unfortunately, the world seems to be turning to these less reliable energy resources. And the test case for the mistakes um, that I think we're making here in the U.S. right now has been played out in Europe over the last year, year and a half. John, uh, before we move on, can you give people just an idea of just how little energy is put out by the windmills and by the, the solar panels. By the way, solar panels, if you want to use them for home use, we, we even advertise that here. I get that. But I'm talking for massive mass societal use. How so, much energy, how, how far short do they actually come when you talk about comparing them to coal, oil, natural gas, nuclear? So let me give you an idea. Daniel Jurgen, a famous author on oil and gas issues, I think put it best. He said, we live in a $90 trillion world economy that gets 80% of its energy from hydrocarbon, 80%. He said, we're not going to change that overnight. I don't, I don't think that people who are in love with renewable energy can understand scale. And so, you know, the specific percentage, um, you're talking about probably nationwide, 4 to 5% of our energy comes from wind and solar. The rest from coal, natural gas, nuclear, hydro, oil, you name it. So it's just it's a de minimis amount, but when it, like it did down in Texas, takes over a certain percentage of the generation resource base um, and then doesn't perform on a cold or a peak day, a cold day, a cold day peak day or a hot day, peak day. Right. Um, you run into kind of the troubles they did in February of last year. So. Right, when everything got shut down. Right. What about out in California? What's going on there? It's really the same story there. They, I, I had a friend say that we're waiting for the adults to show up in California in a sense that, you know, we did see about a month and a half ago that they decided not to close one of their nuclear plants, Diablo Canyon. And honestly, I think they finally understood that they cannot run the system the way the politicians think you can, and that's solely on solar energy and wind energy. There's there's a very critical point to understand is that we cannot store electricity on a utility scale. Instead, another way, you can run all the wind turbines and, and solar panels you want, but we can't store it on a utility scale. And I think that's best described by the fact that if if we took just one day of, util, of, of u- electricity use in the U.S., it would take 500 years of Tesla's largest battery factory in Nevada. It would take 500 years of production to hold one day of electricity. Oh, my. And so, again, we can't store it on a utility scale. And so this notion that we can go to carbon zero or this notion that we can go 100% renewable um, is really a, something we would call a pro-blackout person. That you just fundamentally, physic, from a physics standpoint, you can't do it. Let me look at another thing here, John. What about land usage? You know, you, you've got all these lefties and greenies. Sorry, but I, just so you know, I come from an environmentalist family background. Right. Okay, so I'm bitter. 
Okay, I, 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 I'm sorry. A heavy environmentalists, if there's any group that I can't stand, it is that group. And it's, it's personal for me because it's just crazy. They're just crazy. And when you look at land usage and how much land it takes to put up enough panels or enough windmills to generate a certain amount of energy, how does that compare to, say, a natural gas well? Well, I, we clearly have the smaller footprint. A good friend of mine, Robert Bryce, he has a podcast called The Power Hungry Podcast, has done a lot of analysis over the last 15 years on this issue, and he really relates it to energy density. And to give you an idea, and this is a great, great uh, scale one also, I, I was at a dinner party several years ago, and somebody said they were very proud of the fact that they burned wood to heat their home, and they didn't have to rely on fossil fuels like natural gas and coal for electricity. <laughs> well, I pointed out to him that just one well in western Colorado in what we call the Peons Basin, the, the BTU equivalent of one well in its 25-year life out of western Colorado is equal to a swath of forest if harvested to burn that timber, equal to a swath of forest of 80 miles long by 100 yards wide. Oh, my. So a football field wide, 80 miles. Yes. That much forest. And and how big is the natural gas well? That well in particular, I think it would be over time um, 1.5 billion cubic feet. Oh, uh, yeah, you're talking about it generates. I was just talking land. Yeah. I, I just, I was told by Robert that if we looked at just the demand increase for electricity over the next year, if you were to meet that entirely with wind turbine generation, okay. the footprint of that increase in demand, just the increase, not the base load, would, would be about two-thirds the size of the state of, of Texas. So two-thirds, so basically two-thirds of, the, of Texas we right. would have to cover with windmills just to cover the increase, not even where we are at right now, but the increase in energy need. That's the increase. And again, people just don't understand scale. You know, when, they, when you get into a discussion with someone like this, and it's, it's rare that it lasts very long with me because I've been in the industry for 40 years, but there are all too many people out there that pick on one issue, let's say anti-fossil fuels, anti-fossil fuels, and really seem to think that, uh, electricity comes from the wall. The thing that I'm concerned about right now is this: the disparity in price between Europe and the U.S. is almost sixfold. And so if you were to buy natural gas for a year here in the U.S., a year forward, on a unit basis it would be about $5.80. In Europe right now it's $40. Wow. And because of that, they cannot produce. It's, it, essentially what's happening right now is the deindustrialization of Europe. But the part of the industry that I'm so concerned about is that about 70% of the fertilizer plants in Europe have closed. And that puts people in sub-Saharan Africa and the South Asia at risk for the lack of crop yield that's brought forth by nitrogen fertilizer that's literally made out of natural gas. Okay, John, so, John, tell you what. Can we talk about that after the break? Because I want to hear more about this. Because this is something that a lot of the greenies are hiding. Well, just to tease your audience. Yeah, go ahead. Eight and a half billion people on the planet right now, if, as the person that you were referring to earlier before the break, said if we lived on an agricultural uh, 
without fossil fuel-based fertilizer, you could only support 3 billion people. So to save the planet, they want to see 5.5 billion people starve to death. Wow. Okay, we'll be right back after the break. Uh, up next is Hi-Fi Plumbing. Get your free water quality test right now. It's great for your health and your home. Call Hi-Fi today at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE, or you can reach them at RushToReason.com. Your sump pump protects your home from water damage when it's working. High Five Plumbing will ensure your sump pump does its job preventing irreversible water damage with a sump pump tune-up or replacement. Colorado weather is unpredictable, and snow can quickly melt into runoff that may find its way into your home by seeping into the foundation, causing water damage that you can't even see. Make sure your sump pump is in good working order with a repair or replacement from High Five Plumbing. Your sump pump prevents a minor plumbing issue from becoming urgent, but only when it's functioning properly. Call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445 to ensure your sump pump is ready for this winter weather. Or fill out a contact form at klzradio.com plumbing. Mention KLZ when you schedule any appointment for a waived service fee and a free tub of BioClean drain cleaner. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends in a high five. Extreme Auto Repair. Okay, I know, I get it. You know your auto shop, you've been going there for years, but how about just once you get a second opinion from Extreme with no pressure? You'll probably find out they're a better deal. Call Extreme at 303-841-1071 or you can find them at RushToReason.com. You had no clue that your headlights were so dim until it started getting darker earlier. And then you realized you could hardly see anything while you were driving home. Extreme Auto Repair will restore your headlights at a reasonable cost without replacing them. Just by clarifying the lens. Don't drive when it's that difficult for you to see the road because that means it's harder for others to see you too. Headlight restoration is more affordable than the alternatives such as replacement or a DIY kit that takes forever and costs nearly as much. Only replace your headlights when you need to. When Extreme is done, your headlights will be functionally comparable to a new car for a reasonable price. Keep yourself and others safe on the road and avoid getting a ticket by calling Extreme Auto Repair right now. Set up your headlight restoration and routine maintenance at 303-841-1071. That's 303-841-1071. Or you can write them a message at klzradio.com slash extreme veteran windows and doors your house is a sieve with all that heat and cool escaping through your windows and doors energy costs too much for that now call veteran at 303-529-0720 or you can find them at rushtoreason.com replace your windows this season without making sacrifices to your comfort relax knowing that even when your installation is scheduled during the winter veteran windows and doors won't interrupt the functionality of your home by installing one window at a time, they can contain temperature changes to one area of your home during the install by sealing off areas of the house where possible. Veteran windows and doors prioritize your standard of living now and in the future, too. Every job is fully weatherproofed and flashed by your technician, going beyond what building codes require, so you never need to worry about the integrity of the insulation after the job is done. Replace your windows or doors this winter with Veteran Windows and Doors and ensure your comfort during the install and in the future, too. Call 303-529-0270 now. That's 303-529-0720. Or fill out a contact form at klzradio.com windows to make an appointment. 
putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. And welcome back to Rush Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Andy Pate together with Luke Cashman. On the line right now, we got John Harpole of Mercator Energy. John, one thing really quick here. I want to go back to the Greenies and talking about land usage. Because here's here's what really angers me. They talk about how much they love the environment. And they always show these films of them dancing through meadows and climbing mountains. They, they're all mountain climbers, I guess. And they, they love nature. They love nature. And yet, what they don't tell you is to get even a decent percentage of the energy we would really need and do it their way, all of that nature would have to be covered with solar panels and, uh, and, and windmills. I mean, we would have to cover it all with these things and then they'll say no 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 we do it out in the fields really you mean where we grow field we grow food oh okay we'll do it there <laughs> john they're just they're oblivious to the pain they would cause many people well and i think for a long time i sat on the energy outreach Colorado board the low-income energy assistance board and and i think somehow they captured the moral high ground in their love for the planet but quite frankly if if you follow through this whole play of anti-fossil fuels, they literally, and I'll walk you through this, they literally have to kill more than half the planet to save the planet. When I say kill, they have to starve them to death. So to give you an idea that 65 to 70% of the calories that we intake worldwide come from four grains, okay, wheat, rice, corn, and soybeans. And those, those are all intense users of nitrogen fertilizers. Now, they're really... Only three fertilizers, two are mined, that's phosphate and potash. And then the third one is nitrogen, and that's one that we had a breakthrough 100 years ago where man, mankind could actually make nitrogen fertilizer and didn't have to rely on, on bird guano and bat guano for okay. nitrogen. Now, if you've ever fertilized a lawn, you'll see three numbers on the bag. And again, those are phosphate, potash, and nitrogen, but 72% of the world's nitrogen is comes from natural gas, where you you know take natural gas, mix it with air, and turn it into nitrogen fertilizer. I didn't know that. Most people don't. And if if you if you accumulated aggregated all of the nitrogen fertilizer demand for natural gas worldwide, it would be the tenth largest consuming country for natural gas on the planet. Wow! So if you aggregated all of that, and so this notion. And that's uh, the, just for a number. That's 11 billion cubic feet of natural gas per day. The U.S. produces about 100 BCF of gas per day. So it's it's a huge number. And if if you do away with fossil fuels, you do away with fertilizer. Fertilizer's primary you know business is to increase yield. But I would say that there are three to four hundred million people exposed in this next year and a half to starvation because the fertilizer plants in Europe closed and that fertilizer is being priced out of countries in South Asia and Sub-Saharan Africa. And what worries me, Andy, is that you won't hear about this specifically. You'll hear it blamed on climate change. Right. And with no direct correlation to, okay, we didn't have natural gas in Europe. This is a, a peak at what it may look like down the down the road if the environmentalists win this game of killing fossil fuel. So basically, they're going to blame all the starvation that's coming our way because of this. They're going to blame that on climate change. 
That's my concern. We didn't stop climate change and look at all the people it's killing when in reality, uh, no, you're starving them because of what you've done with fossil fuels and what that has done with things like fertilizer. I think they'll also blame Putin and his war against Ukraine. Oh, come on. Natural gas prices in Europe four months in advance of the of the invasion were running high. When I say high, it's six times their norm because there was a shortfall of wind energy in the North Sea you know, 18 months ago. So the natural gas fire generation had to fire up throughout Europe, which depleted some of their resources and underground storage for natural gas. Simultaneously, Putin was delivering less natural gas the very storage fields that he controlled in Germany. And so, again, this is a much longer conversation, but this, this, this whole game plan has played out the way Putin thought it would. And I think you know, 20 years ago when he came to power, he looked at his number one resource base, the thing that he could leverage the most, were his oil and gas reserves. Right. Yeah, I don't know if, yeah, I'm sure you don't know this, but in Europe we know for a fact that Russia spent $95 million on an anti-fracking campaign where they com- com- compared hydraulic fracturing companies to pedophiles. <laughs> and their success was that there are seven countries that still, to this day, have moratoriums in place in Europe. France, Bulgaria, the Netherlands. Germany, All to drive up the price of their product. Right. He eliminated the competition. Thank Consolidated God. his ownership, eliminated the competition, and now he's got them on the fine long end of a a pipeline. John, what does it do for you? Because, look, you have such a clear vision of what's happening in the world and what energy is needed, where it comes from, all the ancillary effects of it, including things like fertilizer and food. And on top of that, you I can just tell you have a huge heart for humanity. You love people. What What does it do for you to see all of this rampant stupidity of people listening to pe- to other people who don't have their best interests at heart, who don't care about them, who don't care if they starve, who don't care what happens to them, because basically these people, these rabid environmentalists look at look at human life as kind of a virus on the planet. We're the problem. They don't well, care. It's, it's, my what does it do for you? I mean, you've got such a big heart for people, and to watch all the suffering that comes from this, it's got to just kill you. Well, it drives my friends and close family crazy. I think my wife could give this exact same talk that I've been giving. My kids engage and get in arguments with their peers. It's just a nightmare. Oh, it's got to be. Okay, uh, really quick here before we let you go. Young people, independent voters, is there any just maybe a factoid or two we can give them that maybe, just maybe, might break through? Well, I think more important than the factoid okay. is express a little um, intellectual curiosity. Okay. Now, we know that to replace natural gas down in Texas and to go all electric, you know, that some people want to do it, you'd have to increase the transmission, the high-power transmission lines, by a factor of four. And so drive out to George Washington High School. You can see one of the substations there electricity that's coming in from the east imagine that footprint increasing by a factor of four into these neighborhoods um i think the thing we got to encourage the younger generation to understand is to understand scale and to understand simply we cannot store electricity 
on any kind of scale that makes wind and solar the equivalent of base load generation that we can predict. You can turn it on and off. It just it can't happen. It doesn't. It doesn't look like it would take some miraculous breakthrough on batteries to get this all renewable 100% of the time idea to work. Basically, we're going to hurt a lot of people, aren't we, John? I think we're going to wind up decisions made in Germany. Andy, decisions made in Germany over the last three to five years relative to energy will result in the starvation of, of human beings in sub-Saharan Africa and South Asia over the next two years. And we've got to connect the dots. We've got to connect the dots and get people to understand that. All right. Well, John, help, thank you so much for doing this for us. And this, we're talking to John Harpole of Mercator Energy. Uh, John, how can people learn more about you and your company? Uh, I've got a website, MercatorEnergy.com. Um, and honestly, anybody's free to call. Um, our main line number is 303-825-1100. We've got to get the word out. Thank you so much, sir, because I'm telling you what, uh, if people listen to you, we're going to avoid a lot of suffering. Thank you so much, John, and you're welcome back anytime. Thank you. You bet. Okay, folks, up next is Denver IT Security. The average hacker spends 45 days inside a network before launching an attack. Let Denver IT cast the net to catch bad guys and protect your business. Find them at RushToReason.com. You can put any number of locks on your front door, but someone can still walk in through the back door. The network security of your business is no different. Your small business can stay nimble and protected with full-time monitoring from Denver IT Security. There are so many ways or attack vectors that hackers use to get into your network, your email, the internet, websites, software, etc. There's no catch-all product that protects you from every type of attack. But service with Denver IT Security gives you around-the-clock protection. Not properly protecting yourself makes you an even bigger target, and you don't have the resources to monitor that on top of everything else you have to worry about as a small business owner. Let Denver IT Security handle the ins and outs of guarding your network so you can get back to running your business. Lock the back door, too. Set up your security consultation now at 720-593-6688. That's 720-593-6688. Or send an inquiry to klzradio.com slash security. Planning for your retirement doesn't need to be rigid to be a solid plan. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial asks what is uniquely important to you before diving into the numbers, getting an accurate picture of how to realistically get there. Once Al understands your individual circumstances, he can figure out what needs to be adjusted, positioning you with the best trajectory to reach your goal. Golden Eagle Financial wants to get to know what you want your retirement to look like so that a plan can be created to make that happen. By incorporating a strategy that works with your lifestyle, Al can partner with you to make sure that a comfortable retirement is in your future. Schedule a conversation at his office for a fresh look at your financial future. Call 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128 now, or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. Affordable interest mortgage with Kurt Rogers. Kurt Rogers would love to help with all your mortgage needs. Maybe you want to move, upgrade, buy a second home. Doesn't matter, Kurt's your guy. Call Kurt at 720-895-0500 or go to aimortgage.net. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? 
while your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. And welcome back to Rush Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Andy Pate filling in for John Rush along with Luke Cashman. Hey, folks, just so you know, uh, John contacted me. He is in range, so just use the normal text line if you want to send us a text. That is 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222, or give us a call here at 303-477-5600. We'll talk to you. Up next is going to be Richard Rush. I do believe he's calling in. Are you going to talk sports today, Luke? I'll talk as much sports as I can, Andy. You know from last time I know nothing about sports, and that makes things either very interesting or very uh, frustrating. So Richard and I can just poke fun at you. Oh, absolutely. Oh, good. All right. Please take as many pot shots as you'd like. Sounds great. Richard, are you there? I am here. Are you there, Andy? I am sort of here. I, I, or or, or are, you, are you about as broken as Aaron Rodgers is? <laughs> you know... The, it, it comes out that he had a broken thumb. And when they describe the break, it's actually one of the worst kinds. I don't know if you know that. I won't go into de- detail, but we're talking ligament torn away from bone. It's not good. And he's had this for seven weeks, and he played through it. That was not yeah. – I'm sorry, but there's brave and there's dumb. And that well, seems it, dumb. But, but, but and Andy, but let's be honest, as we know – you know, it, it's not a smart thing to do, but he's at the tail end of his career. I mean, after these injuries, I don't even know if he has a next year. Um, but really, the, the reality is, is you're just now, obviously, Christian Watson is coming on. If, and I know you've been calling this all year. It probably was a too large of a task for them to take on this year with a essentially a new wide receiving core outside right. of a few pieces, you know, Cobb and Lazard. Um, and, and obviously, you you got your offensive line and such back. Um, your defense is, as you've been calling for a little bit, I'll give you credit, is getting a little bit pricier. Some guys are obviously assigned to some big extensions, and you've even got a couple more guys do. So it was kind of reaching the peak. I think the hope was that you guys could go another few years, right, and just make it last just a little bit longer. Right. But last night, if you look at the rushing yards we gave up, you could actually circumvent the globe. With that uh, many rushing, you know, you know, Andy, I, you, you're 100 percent correct. But you know, it's, it's kind of like the, the Broncos. You know, they tend to give up obviously big, big rushing yards. Although we held Derrick Henry down, but yeah, honestly, Andy, the Eagles, and obviously they're the, the NFC's number one seed and all that. But it just, I was hoping for a little bit more from the Packers this year, in the same way that I was hoping more from the Broncos. Here's a question, Andy: Which is more surprising, the Broncos struggling or Aaron Rodgers and the Packers struggling? Um, well, 
I am more surprised by the Broncos. I am. Because, yeah. well, yeah, because I looked at the Broncos, Richard, and I just felt they had a better overall team than Green Bay. And now that they had the quarterback, I figured, okay, you, you drop Russell Wilson into this completely ready-to-go team, and they're going to take off, and it didn't happen. Andy, you, you obviously I'm ingrained in the Broncos in the same way that you're ingrained in the Packers right. every week. What do you see from afar from Russell? Because I have an opinion on him, and, and I, don't, I just am curious if it drives with you. Is he completely done, or is this just a diatribe of issues that are leading to him having his poorest season ever? Um, I can't say if he is done because I don't know how much of the blame is on the coach. And what I mean is I don't know how much of a blank show this is behind. I don't know how confused the receivers are in their routes. I don't know what lack of chemistry they have. I don't know that maybe your coach that you got from us, by the way, is just not a good motivator. And people are just not firing on all cylinders. So for me, it's really hard to say if Russell Wilson, who's always been terrific, suddenly became bad. Yeah, and Andy, I agree with you. You know, a lot of people are saying he's done. You know, we just need to figure out how to get rid of him. We got, or we got to, you know, win in spite of him. I, I'm with you. I, I think I'm in full agreement that he is a. I, I don't think he's cooked, as a lot of people are saying. I actually think he's a really good player, and I think that he's just getting, unfortunately, some poor coach. He's in a poor offense, and if this is any indication, Andy, that as a as a team, you have to fit to your players. This is that because that's what's happening. Unfortunately, is this offense is just not made for Russ. Now, whether that's fully on Russ or on Hackett, Russ is here for the long term. Hackett, at this point in time, he's basically just as good as gone. I mean, the only reason he's staying through the end of the year is because why fire a guy? It's not like college where you can get a jump start on recruiting, right? Is he so, is he I, staying through the end of the year, though? I mean, are you really confident of that? Yes. Because what, what I mean is this. I got two questions for you. First, what happens when a coach completely loses the locker room? He's lost the locker room. His very presence has got to be counterproductive at this point because you've got all these young players looking at him and saying, you are gone. You are gone. You have no future here at all. So how are they supposed to respond to him giving them orders? Well, I, I think, Andy, that's going to be obviously for some players because most players in the NFL, as you know, aren't guaranteed a job beyond this year. And so True. If, you know, you're a player and you're not going out there and playing to the best of your ability or whatever it might be. That is going to be an indictment on you, and, and you cause that's visible on film, right? You're not going to be able to be here next year. And, and I think you, I think the only reason they keep him, Andy, is because while everyone can see it's not working, everyone can see that he needs to be gone. You're one and done. I think that it says something if the if the organization gives him a full year, gives him every last opportunity possible to. Uh, to basically prove that he can't do it or he can do it, right, Andy? Right. So I, I think that that's really what they're getting to. Is there's not much. The only thing at this point in the season that's going to change, Andy, is how high of a draft pick are we giving the Seahawks? And that's just unfortunate. It is. Russ isn't going to really improve. You've already seen it's it. It's two draft picks. You, know, you, you, you uh, yeah, two draft picks, obviously, with the second rounder as well. But you're not going to improve that much. You, you you could win two or three games down the stretch, I think, 
and give yourself, you know, give the Seahawks a little bit worse, but it's almost guaranteed it's going to be a top 10 pick for them. And so the Seahawks got to be feeling good. But the only, I guess, the solace I've got, Andy, is I think that the the Walmart executives, right, that we've got running them, you know, the Penner Walton group that is running the Broncos now, I think they see that, and I think that they will they will do their due diligence, right, Andy? They're not billionaires, gazillionaires for for just any reason, right? They've always made calculated, you know, very defined moves, and I think this is. Well, yeah, at this point, they... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go, go ahead. No, you, go ahead. Okay, at this point, they got to be looking at their coach and saying, this isn't working. What do we got on aisle five to use the Walmart? Well, but, but, I, but I think, but Andy, I think that can be going on without without having to get rid of them because this staff, part to, the, to, his de- to, to this staff's detriment, is, is poorly set up, right? It's very young. Outside of Everell, right, our defensive coordinator, you really don't have a, a quality guy. I mean, you for kind of allowed you passed over your offensive coordinator, Andy, for your quarterback coach to call plays. So, I, who do you turn to? Do you turn to Dom Capers? You know, from, from your Packers days, you know, a guy you know, to be the head coach, no. or do you just let Hackett finish out the season? Do and, and, and honestly, Andy, there's probably lots of work going on in the background. Well, yeah, lots I, I, of well, to other owners, I have a different answer on that, but first. I want you to really quick, though, we'll get back to the coach in a second. I want you to compare Russell Wilson and Peyton Manning at the end. Because like you said, there are people looking at Russell Wilson like he's cooked. But I see snap in the arm. I see legs that move. I I don't see Peyton Manning at the end was cooked. You guys won a Super Bowl totally on the legs of the running game and the defense and all this. It wasn't him. He looked terrible. Yep. No, you're you're 100% correct, and people forget that, right? I think everyone is so emotional because they're seeing, you know, how good the Seahawks are doing, and they're worried because they all thought that we were going to be a playoff contender, right? And you know, then once you get to the playoffs, who knows what happens? And that that hasn't been the case. But you're 100% correct. You go back to Peyton, right? And you go back to his career, and yeah, that last year he didn't have it. He had a noodle arm, and he could be he was doing good to throw the ball 20 yards downfield. Whereas Russ, you look at him and he he makes plays. You know, he made a play yesterday. It wasn't ruled a touchdown because they ruled that you know our guy went out of bounds for Stolich. You know, he basically kind of scrambles around the pocket, rolls to his right, but from the 25, 30 yard line, fires a dart to the back of the end zone, and it's a touchdown. And he has too many of those plays a game, Andy. While while maybe they don't amount to anything, they're still there, which gives me the hope that no, he's not cooked. He just needs a different coach. We just got to kind of whole thing, you know, start from square one and go from there. Okay, now can I tell you what I would do? Yeah, I'd fire your head coach immediately, and I would promote Evero. Look, you're going to lose Evero. You're you're, you're probably going you're going to lose Evero to a head to be a head coach elsewhere if you don't promote him. I don't I don't think you will though. Because here's the deal: the because of the rules of the system, Andy. If you promote him as interim head coach yeah. and don't hire him as the head coach, he is free to leave for another defensive coordinator job. Yeah, but, that, but 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 no, wait a minute, wait. If you don't hire him to be the next head coach, he's going to want to leave anyway because he's going to be mad. And also, the next head coach you do bring in is probably going to bring bring in one of his buddies instead of Evero anyway. Because what head coach wants to go in and be told, "Oh, this is your defensive coordinator. You just take it or leave it." Not many coaches well, will go for that. I, 
I, I agree, but I also think you're going to have some of these players or some of these coaches look at it and say, well, maybe I don't need to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I think that they're, you're going to have some – you're going to have some coaches look and say, wow, this defense is actually doing really well. Why not keep it? And then there's some speculation, Andy, of some of the prospective head coaches, and they've got a few connections to him. They would probably leave him in his – and let's be honest, Andy, the next head coach of the Broncos is going to have to have some head coaching experience because they're going to have to come in and be able to basically be the CEO, right? I, I want someone to be my Deion Sanders, Andy. I want them to come in – and just manage the team, right? Which is what Hackett's trying to do now, but unfortunately, just too many other factors have gone wrong. Right. Unfortunately. Well, and also, let's face it, he's not a strong presence, which, by the way, we're dealing with right now with Lafleur. Okay, what about this? Let's say you find a way to keep Evero happy, because I'm sorry. If I'm another team out there, I'm knocking on his door this offseason and saying, do you want to be our head coach? I, I think he's one of the hottest young commodities wait, wait, in the league. But here's the deal, if, if that happens, great. I get two third-round comp, comp picks as a result of it. Well, that's true. I mean, that's nice, but that's two third-rounders. Well, that's pretty good. Okay, but here, let, let's, let's think positively. Let's, let's say that you keep him happy. Is it possible, right. since, you're, you know, since your owners have unlimited resources – that they go after what is probably the hottest commodity, a former head coach of the Saints. I He is my first, second, and third choice, Andy. I just think that he is going to be so picky about where he goes to his next job. And, and for folks that don't know that, Sean Payton, right. former head coach of the Saints, he retired this last year. But the way the NFL works, Andy, is the Saints, as you know, still retain his rights. So they would have to trade or give up, which I, I get what you're saying as far as the unlimited resources go. But And then you also have to have Sean Payton agree to come here, Andy. What if the what if the uh, Chargers either don't make the playoffs or they make the playoffs in their first-round exit? Does Spanos get rid Because that's the rumor around town right now, right. around the NFL, I should say, yeah. is that Payton wants to go coach a guy like Herbert. And let's be honest, with a guy like Russ, where he, and obviously a smart coach like Sean Payton is going to kind of see through the clouds and see through what's going on, Andy. But ultimately, that's really what it's going to boil down to. Where does he want to go? But no, he would be my first, second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, however many options you want to say. He is my first choice. I just think it takes two to tango, and I don't know if you're going to be able to get him to want to come here. Well, and there you, there you have it. You see, I think he is Andy Reid, honestly. And he would be perfect with Evero, right? Because he's an offensive guy and Evero's an yeah. off- defensive yeah. guy, you know, so that there wouldn't be a problem. Here's my problem with you guys getting the big fish. Even though you've got, let's face it, the Walmart. Okay, you've got you've got the big money behind you, but you still have to deal with a cap. And the big problem is this. You've got an aging quarterback and you just lost your first and second round pick last year. You're going to lose your first and second round pick again this year. That is two years of losing all your top draft capital and you have an aging quarterback. If I am the best coach on the market, I'm not coming here. You know, you know where I'm going. I'm going to Houston if they'll take me. If if Houston is ready to get a new coach, I'm going there. I would not touch the Houston organization with a ten foot. Look at every look at all the picks. Look at look at all the picks they got for getting rid of their their quarterback they didn't even want. But 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 Andy, it's not just about the picks, right? No, it's about everything else too, right? And like you say, 
we've got a quarterback. We have the organization. I actually think Peyton and then our George Peyton as a general manager would get along pretty speaking well. Yes. But it goes back to him wanting the job, right, and then, and then wanting to do everything to do with it. When you look at a place like Houston, they're a mess. And I, I, think that LA, I think the Chargers are a mess because I wouldn't want to mess with that ownership group, you know, kind of where they're, Good let's point. be honest, of the, poor, the poorer of the billionaires. But you would, he would have full personnel control. Full, you know, obviously, he would have a really young quarterback. They've actually got a pretty talented team, a really talented roster. So I agree with you. Again, Andy, I actually think that they're going to probably have to go with a guy that I, I actually wanted them to hire last round, which was Dan Quinn, right, the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. Okay. A similar situation. He's got familiarity with Russ. He would bring in an offensive coordinator familiar with Russ. He would probably keep Evero. But wait, 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 wait. If you're going to hire Dan I Quinn, why not just take Evero? For, uh, why, why, why us not take Evero? Yeah. If you're going to hire Dan because, Quinn, why not just take Evero? Because we need that prior head coaching experience, Andy. We have now gone okay. three or four. Well, I guess you, you've got Vance Joseph, uh, Vic Fangio, and now Nathaniel Hackett. So three head coach, first-time head coaches in a row, and it has just bitten, bitten us in the you-know-where too many times. And so we need that calming presence. You know, almost what Doug Peterson has done in Jacksonville, that's what we need to happen, have happen here uh, at home. And, and, and it's kind of humbling for us Broncos. But, Andy, I, I will say this. I think if you get a guy that can be that CEO type, can manage the team, can manage the persona that is Russ, get guys on the same page, be that leader of men, be that motivator, I think it's actually a pretty quick turnaround, Andy. Yes, we don't have our first-round pick. We do have the 49ers, which could be the 32nd pick, depending on how the season goes. And we, could ha- and we don't have our second-round pick. But you've got a good GM who knows how to draft. You've got a little bit of cap room next year to be able to maybe get a few players here and there. You're Honestly, Andy, I think you're a coach away, in my opinion. And it feels like we've been saying that for about five, six years now. But I, but I truly believe that's where we're sitting. Well, then maybe you have a chance because, I mean, the, the, the big fish don't want to go to a place they got to totally rebuild. And you don't have to no. be rebuilt. I don't think we do, but I guess when it comes to Sean Payton, like I said, Andy, he's my first choice. I just don't know if he's got the. Let me think. I just again, I don't know if he wants to do what with what what's necessary. Now he's won with a quarterback similar to Russ, right? Although you know, obviously right. Drew Brees was a you know generational talent, or you know was one of the all time greats. You know, we can we can talk about that you know until Kingdom Come, but ultimately. I think that you're going to have to get a coach that wants to be that CEO type, come in here, manage what's done. And I, I just, as much as it pains me to say, Andy, that's just, it, it, we're back a year, right? We're going to be in the same place that we were last year. And it's unfortunate to say, but I don't know if there's any other way around it. Okay. Uh, one, I know you got to run. Uh, I, I would keep you over the break, but I know you got to run. So I got one more question here. Going to switch to basketball for a second. Do you realize that right now, arguably the best two teams in the NBA right now are the Boston Celtics and the Denver Nuggets? Now that you got your center back, you guys look unbeatable. Boston, Boston's able to do that, Andy, even with their coach situation. That's a side note, but yeah, um, yeah, Andy, I think that well, and this is what you and I have been talking about, kind of you know, mainly off air for a while. Is the Nuggets? You, know, they've got that if they can keep their three main guys healthy they've now got a bench 
um, to kind of come off and help them. They've got some steadying leadership. They've got some of those complimentary players that if we stay healthy through the year, Andy, we are probably the team to beat, even more so than Golden State at this point in time. So and now it's going to come down to, and it as always does for the Nuggets, because I've you know, watched it for how many years now. Health. Can they stay healthy and can they come together? But ultimately, if they do that, then you're 100% correct, Andy, which is crazy to think, but we could have a NHL champion and an NBA champion. You could, and but but just so you know, you may have to face another team, uh, my Milwaukee Bucks, who aren't looking too yeah, bad either. We very well could. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks a lot, Richard. We'll we'll see you next time. Thanks, Andy. See you guys. You bet. Take care. <sighs> he is a whirlwind, isn't he? Sports With, ball. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I know so little, but I feel like I know so much listening to you two. Well, he is. Well, forget me. He is an absolute machine. Okay, let's uh, jump into. The break will come back. I want to talk a little bit about focus on the family. Ready? Yeah, sounds All right. good. Up next is Bruce Simmons with American Liberty Mortgage. You've worked hard for your house. So if you're 62 or older, make sure that that house works hard for you with a reverse mortgage. Call Bruce Simmons. Get your questions answered at 303-467-7821. Or you can find Bruce at RushToReason.com. Inflation can kill your retirement. Bruce Simmons can match the right reverse mortgage program to your specific needs. Bruce Simmons of American Liberty Mortgage can use a reverse mortgage to relieve the soaring prices on your everyday necessities like groceries, gas, and other essentials. Bruce understands how inflation affects your individual circumstances, choosing the right reverse mortgage program that is relevant and personalized to your needs. A reverse mortgage can take away some of the pressure that hidden costs put on your retirement nest egg. He knows the potential benefits of financial planning with a certified reverse mortgage, including decreased stress associated with additional sources of income. Set up a free consultation with Bruce Simmons at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Don't let a broken furnace mean that your family's comfort is at stake. Get your furnace evaluated at Absolute Electrical Heating and Air to make sure you stay cozy in your house all winter long. Your home and family are their main concerns, so Absolute does everything they can to complete the installation and five-star cleanup in just one day. That way, you and your family can get back to normal life as soon as possible. Absolute also has a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee. Customer proven with over 1,250 Google reviews at 4.9 stars. They have flexible and family-friendly financing so you can get the replacement you need without putting yourself out before the holidays. Get your cost-free, friendly estimate with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air right now. Just go to klzradio.com absolute or call 720-526-0231 to get in contact with them today. 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Imagine what having a $0 per month electricity bill would be like in retirement. As soon as you get solar installed with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners, you'll start saving on your power bill. The monthly cost for solar will never increase no matter how much energy you use. Owning solar is like having a net zero power bill that eventually turns into a monthly credit when you finish the monthly payments on the solar panels. What you save can give you extra money each month to use as you see fit. Installing solar used to be cost prohibitive, but not anymore. Just consider the amount of money you shell out every month on your power bill alone. The energy provider profits on that money because it isn't being invested. 
Investing your payments in solar means that that money will actually serve a purpose. When you finish your payments, you won't have to pay for power anymore. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to set up a consultation appointment. 303-378-7537. 303-378-7537. Or visit klzradio.com sun. You don't like the way your business has trapped you into working an overtime job every week. John Rush teaches folks in your situation to get out from under their companies using his 40 years of industry experience. Your operation isn't fully functional, at least not with the way it's been going. John Rush will help you fix that by bringing his own knowledge to the table. You're an expert in your industry, so give that job to someone else whose hourly is not as costly as yours should be. John wants you to make your operation run for you. Email John Rush now at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Greg with Open Range Services said, With all the things I have to worry about in a day, it's nice not to have to worry about this complex beast of a machine outside my office. BES has done a great job of maintaining it for us, and we use the heck out of it. I have had some not-so-fun experiences with office machine maintenance companies in the past. Thanks for giving me one less thing to worry about. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or have a problem with the equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. We don't yell at you. We inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason. And welcome back to Rush to Reason. Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Okay, Got just about a minute and a half here. Did you hear about what happened at Focus on the Family? Uh, yes, I heard about it briefly. I know their sign was vandalized. Right. As we know, the, of course, the terrible shooting that happened at Club Q down in Colorado Springs. Yes. The um, killer now, uh, his lawyers have said that he is, what? what is it, um, non-binary. Okay, that he is non-binary. Uh, gotcha. So that, you know, and there are people who are saying, well, he's just claiming that so he can avoid hate crime legislation. I don't know how that would help him that much. Hmm. But here's the thing. Is there anybody at Focus on the Family that is non-binary? I have no idea. No. I, I don't know how they connect Focus on the Family to the shooting at Club Q, but the people who did this did. From, they said blood on your hands, all that. Yeah, from what I hear... They're equating focus on the family's traditional conservative one right. man, one woman values as anti-LGBTQ. That anti-position thus encourages violence. Right. They can do that, but there's no evidence, first of all, that this person had listened to focus on oh. the family. And secondly, this person is non-binary. At least that's their claim. How would that go along with the idea that they were influenced by focus on the family who influences no non-binary people? That's implying that the logic goes deeper than a surface level scratch <laughs> and sniff. It's See, <laughs> well, if I may, really quick here. People who want to say, well, that's just his claim. He's trying to, no, no, you can't go that way. Why? Because they say anyone who makes a claim, if you're a boy and claim you're a girl, girl, claim you're a boy, we have to agree with that. We have to honor that claim no matter what it is. And, sir, you can go into the bathroom with our with our daughters. Okay? You can't accept that and then deny his claim. Yeah, can't pick and choose. 
can't pick and all choose. or nothing Right. Okay. Well, that's it for our number two, folks. And our number three, we're going to get here from Kurt Rogers with our Monday Mortgage Minute. We'll talk a little bit more about some other stuff. And, of course, we're going to hear from Jersey Joe. So keep it right here on Rush to Reason, KLZ 560.